Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are going through the Bible chapter by chapter using the original languages as a guide. Today we're in 1 Samuel chapter 3 and we are reading from the New King James Version Bible. Now, I apologize for the hiatus, for the long absence of recordings, but my summers, as if you've been following for the last few years, uh, my summers are completely crazy. I am up before sunrise and out in the field and I don't get in the house often and finish with everything until after sunset and then trying to fit in the other little details. So sometimes the podcast gets on the back burner. Now, that being said, I've been making these little reels, R-E-E-L-S, on Facebook and that has been well received and many of you have reached out through that. And so it It's just little thoughts that I'll be having as I'm reading the scriptures on my breaks and as I'm praying. And um, by the way, if you're not a farmer or gardener, plant one. It's the best time to talk to the Father. (laughs) I literally, the other day, can I tell you a little story? Please don't get bored. Um, If you do, I I apologize. But there's just one little story. So I was, yesterday, I was in the garden. And then we live out in the middle of nowhere. You can now see two neighbors in the distance, but they're definitely not even within hollering range, thank the Lord. <laughs> and I love them, but thank Yahweh, they're not, they can't, you know, we're just, I, we have our privacy, let's say that. So I'm out there and I'm just talking with the Father as I always do, working through things, asking him to reveal things to me, just speaking with him. And I heard him say, do you know why you're not lonely? And I paused and I was like thinking, well, is it because of my cows or my goats or my animals. I have all these animals that I love. And I thought, I stopped. I said, no. And I said, father, it's you because you're with me. I walk with you. And I talk, you know, I'm walking with you. I'm talking with you. He goes, yes. He goes, not everybody has that. So I'm supposed to be praying for everybody to have that because I don't feel lonely. I don't get lonely. And, um, very rarely, there have been a few moments in my life of loneliness, but very, very, very rarely, rarely. Um, and when you are that close to Yahweh, you really just don't feel lonely. So I'm praying that for all of you (laughs) and you don't have to have a garden. You can go wherever, but it's just nice to have this little, the place where you can just be with him. Um, now that being said, he warns me to not be Jonah. I'm never like, he knows I would never pray anything bad upon anybody, but sometimes like, I like my little solitude. (laughs) Like he has to push me to get out there. (laughs) and go to town, or to share, and I'm like, right, there's people, I, and I love people, <clears throat> don't get me wrong, and I apologize for the pollen allergy head today, you're going to hear me probably doing this stuff a lot, because I was stacking hay a lot this week, and I had to do it alone, and I'm tiny, and it's heavy, and it's right in my face, <laughs> anyway, that being said, you can find the free Bibles on Blue Letter Bible app or Bible Hub, any of those to follow along from. And we are reading from the New King James Version Bible. <clears throat> Many of you have asked, what's the best Bible? Well, the Hebrew. <laughs> if you really want to know, go back to the Hebrew. The Greek Septuagint is fantastic as well because it puts things in perspective what the Hebrew, uh, what the Greek New Testament means. But guess what? Many of us, many of you, don't know that. And I can put it together and I know I can read the Hebrew and I can put the Greek together, but um, that being said, I really like how the New King James Version translates most things. The NASB is the most literal word-for-word translations, and then there are some 
attempts from the new Torah movement people who have done some things. The scriptures aren't bad. I have found some errors. Um, one of them they even admit to, which I found appalling. But anyway, eh, guess what? The Holy Spirit's bigger than anything, so he'll, he'll minister to us. Let's begin. Father God, I do pray you open our eyes, ears, and hearts to your truth. Please show us what we need to know to better fulfill your purpose for our life. Give us clean hands, pure hearts, and humble obedience and submissive spirits that we would only seek your glory. Now, the boy Samuel ministered to Yahweh before Eli. The boy. Did you get that, guys? Did you get that? The boy. The boy. You know what the father spoke to me today when I was outside doing chores? He said, parents today do not discipline their children and keep them in order. He said, you would go to the temple. And at times your child would come, the children would come. He goes, could those children maintain composure? He goes, the parents today let their children do whatever. He goes, they're supposed to be teaching them and leading them. And, and, and yes, they're children, but they're supposed to learn. <laughs> and, and that was always our philosophy. And our child was very, very well behaved. Um, could sit through hours of fellowship and service without saying a peep and being rude or anything. Never acted out, never talked out of turn, nothing from a young age. Um, but you teach them, they will learn. They, they will fulfill what you expect of them. And that's what the Yahweh was speaking to me. But he also said that goes bigger spiritually. He goes, people are being so lukewarm on every area. The pastors, the shepherds, and of course, many of them are false teachers, of course. But they're not holding people accountable. They're not keeping them in line. Nobody has this deferent attitude and this ability to maintain order anymore. They want to be kind of free and wild and run barefooted and, and dirty through things. And it's like, that is not biblical. You had to do a purification process to enter the temple. There had to be order and establishment and process. And I was taught as a young girl that that home, that person worked for and I believe this applies to Torah because Torah teaches you treat others and you love others as you want to be loved. So you treat your children not to break and disuse and misuse and, and disrespect other people's items. Not because those items are God's, but because that is what Torah teaches. That is how you show respect. Because if you can show respect for the small things, then you will show respect for the large things, the things that actually matter, spiritual matters. So just an encouragement, you can discipline your children. I've seen it. I, I mean, I was a teacher. So how can teachers run a classroom of 24 students if parents can't with three to five, eight, 10, whatever kids they have? You can, you can, you can. It takes discipline, function, order, management on your part. So you can do it. But here's the boy Eli in the temple. And if he had stepped out of line, we already saw how Abihu and Eleazar were killed for offering profane fire. So if this boy wasn't in line in acting in accordance with respect, he would have, could have been killed. Do you see what I'm saying? That's, I guess, the whole point of this. Teach your children respect. Teach us respect. Deference, well-mannered behaviors. You get it. And it came to pass at the time while Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, notice he didn't go to a doctor, did he? <laughs> um, he just understood he was getting old. And before the lamp of Elohim went out in the tabernacle of Yahweh, where the ark of Elohim was, and while Samuel was lying down, so this is, um, it appears to be evening or early morning, right before it would have to, the lamp would have to be relit. 
So that's one of those, who knows, right? But as he's lying down, typically, so it's going to be dark out. Um, they're sleeping. That's the time frame. So he ran, okay, and Yahweh called to Samuel, Shemuel, to heard of God, and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he said, I didn't call you. Lie down again, and he went out and lay down. So, okay, so Samuel went to Eli. I, I just clarify because there's a lot of preposit- uh, pronouns in here that can confuse people. Samuel runs over to Eli and says, okay, here I am, you called me. And Eli did not call him, and Eli's confused. And he's like, I didn't call you, go lie down. <laughs> um, but it's because Yahweh, he hadn't heard Yahweh's voice yet. And for those of you who do understand Yahweh's voice, you understand what this is about. Verse 6, then Yahweh called yet again, Shemuel. So Shemuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you, called me. <laughs> he answered, I did not call. My son, lie down again. This is cute, huh? Now Shemuel did not yet know Yahweh, nor was the word of Yahweh yet revealed to him. So he wasn't quite familiar with him. He wasn't walking with him yet. Just like a good child. You know, he, had, he was little. He didn't have that born again, quote, experience yet. Verse 8. And Yahweh called Shemuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. <laughs> Samuel's like, now I know I'm not crazy, but I heard you call my name. Like, you know, here's this little boy. I think it's so sweet thinking as a mama's heart, how cute this is and how precious and innocent this is. Notice it's three times, right? This is the third time. Okay, and he's like, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived. So Eli understood now that Yahweh had called the boy. He's like, ooh, I get what's happening. Therefore, Eli said to Shemuel, go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, speak, Yahweh, for your servant hears. Which is a play on word there. Um, you know what? Let me actually go really fast over here to something. Um, I want to show you something. Sorry, I should have been prepared. Um if you don't mind, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so this is a terrible time for my app to be uploading, if that makes sense. Okay, praise God, it just stopped. <laughs> um, I want to find, just to make sure before I speak, because I'm not reading from the Hebrew Bible currently. So before I say this, um, I want to make sure it's actually accurate. But in the Hebrew, it says, uh, yeah. Um, I am so sorry. Um, verse 10, I'm on the wrong verse. That's why I'm like, this isn't making sense. Um, would you please forgive me for this? Oh, well, lifetime, we're friends. We're doing all that. Um, yeah. So then it says, for your servant hears, um, can you tell that I'm reading the Hebrew words? Shema, it is the same word. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so I thought this was interesting. You know, he says, so Yahweh calls him, it's like, Shemuel, Shemuel. And then Shemuel is going to answer, you know, for him to davar, you know, give me the word for your servant. Your, you know, so the word for servant is aved, which I love that. So obed, Edom is actually, um, that's the root word of servant. Anyway, and then he says, your, your servant Here's Shema. Shema. So Shemuel, Shema. Shemuel. Do you notice the play on words there? So, um, and it actually says Shema. Uh, it's a little bit different with the vowel sounds. So Shemuel, Shema. 
which I love. It's this, he's like, here, here I am, heard of God, and I'm hearing you. I don't know if you get excited about things like that, but I do. So I might have totally lost you there, but let's keep going. Verse 11, then Yahweh said to Samuel, behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Um, it's going to be a disturbance. In that day, I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. Remember, Yahweh gave the prophecy he was going to, they were going to die in the flower of their youth. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. The word there is literally rebuke. Um, but it's, he didn't stop them from the service because they were still performing these tasks as vile people. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. And if you start to read or go over to Ezekiel, you'll see that that curse stands even forever. It's not that they can't be saved. It's not that they won't have an inheritance. It's that um, Eli's house is not the ones who get to then have the, well, I guess actually that's actually with Zadok. Let me just stop that thought there. Um, you'll see that forever, though, on this earthly way of things that they don't um, ever get to, they don't have the, the um, long life, they don't get this um, priesthood type ownership anymore. I just rambled there a lot. So can you tell I'm tired? Anyway, um, I have a lot of thoughts while I'm thinking, don't I? You should see inside my brain. It's really scary. Okay, so anyway, let's keep, I just want to stop here for a moment to talk about the one thing that does really matter. He didn't rebuke or restrain his children. Now that's a hard one because our children have free choice. They have free reign, but we need to stand up against their actions. And I know we had to kick our son out of the house when he was 17 because of some really bad choices. It was his choice. We said, you either come into the obedience of Torah and repent, or you get out. And he chose to get out. And that was a hard day for a mama. Very hard day. But I choose Yahweh first. He has since been making his way back to Yahweh. I would not say it's complete. I would say I'm still praying. But there was a point at which Yahweh had given me some dreams and I saw in his own actions that he had made repentant choices. Just an encouragement to you parents, God has to come before your children. It is not always easy. I didn't close the door. It was like the prodigal son story. He goes away. The door's there. He can come back. But I didn't go chasing. I didn't leave the inheritance, the promised land, the good ground. Like the father didn't leave to go chase that son. The son had to return. And right here, Eli's house is judged forever. And so I would say, like, for me, like, I am very strict against things. And I know that for that reason, perhaps some people do lie to me. I don't know. But I'm very bold. Like, there is no sex outside of marriage. There is no drugs allowed. There are no medicine. There is no anything. that I'm very strict. And those are the things that they know. And if they will be like cut off, <laughs> like it will be, you're out until you repent. And because you can't have the uncleanness there or it comes on you. 
So I don't just an encouragement, guys. Stay strong. Stay strong. That is true love. Um, I don't agree with James Dobson on a lot of things, but he understands some things as well. And tough parenting, tough love is the only thing that helps your children to actually become who they need to be. That is going back to the first part of this chapter we talked about. You need to be firm with your children. Do not let them jump on the furniture in the house because then they're going to do it at somebody else's house. Being wild is not being Yahweh-like. Go outside to be wild. That was our rule growing up. If you want to, if you want to have fun and yell and chase and stuff, that's outside because you do not break what somebody else worked hard for because that is against the Torah. You do not make dirty something that should be kept clean. I mean, okay, obviously when we eat, there's going to be a mess, but you clean it up first, then you move on. You know, when we go to the presence of God, we're always clean. My grandpa taught me you don't go to town unless you are clean. As a farmer, I have not always honored that because I can't always do it. Sometimes I'm in chore clothes and have to run for something or whatever, apart for the fence or whatever it is, and I, or I do construction with my husband and I have to run and get a something. I get it, but I get his point. The point was show people respect. When you enter their dwelling, when you enter their business, you show them respect. And this country has lost that. It's ridiculous. We need to get back to it. Well, we're gonna. <laughs> we have some tough things coming. Um, anyway, let me keep reading. Verse 15, so Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of Yahweh and Shemuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. So wouldn't you be? I mean, I am. I get a lot of dreams about things. I get a lot actually more. I just hear the word, the prophetic word. Um, it's hard. It's hard to be gentle and firm. At the same time, it's hard to speak the truth, knowing that many people's pride will cause them to be angry but you can't disappoint Yahweh and you have to speak them. So it's really hard. My stomach is sick every single time. Every single time. I don't want to be the one to speak, but I don't want to disappoint God and I'm definitely not going to throw away the gift he gave me. You know, <laughs> it's a tough spot to be in. Anyway, verse 16. Then Eli called Shemuel and said, Shemuel, my son. He answered, here I am. And he said, so this is Eli, said, what is the word that Yahweh spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. Elohim, do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. <laughs> so it's like this, this little threat. You better tell me everything or Yahweh, do do this. Whew. So then Shemuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. I bet Samuel was just shaking. He's like, oh my gosh, he's going to be mad. He's going to be mad. And he said, and Eli said, it is Yahweh. Let him do what seems good to him. This is the verse that drives me crazy. You want to know why? You know what Eli should have done? Went at that moment, rebuked his sons, kicked them out of their office, and repented. Because I know the goodness and favor of my God. I know I've seen him repent and relent. Gosh, I just feel right here. But I think that's why Eli didn't rebuke them to begin with. He didn't have some understanding of Yahweh. He didn't, he didn't fully grasp him. Otherwise, he would have been doing exactly what he should have been doing. Verse 19. So Samuel grew and Yahweh was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Shemuel had been established as a prophet of Yahweh. Um, and he, okay, I'm sorry. In all, um, verse 21, then Yahweh appeared again in Shiloh for Yahweh revealed himself to Shemuel in Shiloh by the word of Yahweh, because for a long time they hadn't had the prophetic word. Now we're in a different time. There's many prophetic words, but there's also many 
confusing words and things that are of Satan. Satan has power right now, guys. Be careful. It says, in the end, Satan will have all lying signs and wonders to deceive. There's a lot of deception going on right now. A lot. When Yahweh, I just encourage you what Yahweh told me. Get in the word and know him. Stay away from the Apocrypha. Stay away from anything additional until you know this. Because once you know the Torah, I promise you, once you know the Torah like I knew it, once you knew the Torah like Yahweh spoke to me, I never, when the new, these new quote Apocrypha books were found, I could see right through them because they don't align with Torah. You know so many verses that you can just be like, well, that's, I'm, I'm choosing Torah. <laughs> I, I'm not saying there weren't other books written. I'm saying the books that they have now are probably not the ones that the Bible mentions. Specifically, specifically just some really um, suspicious events surrounding the book of Enoch and stuff like that. So anyway, either way, you know what matters? Know the Torah. What are we commanded to read every seven years? The Torah, Genesis to Deuter Deuteronomy. And then walk with God. Speak with him. Let him speak with you. Stay away from false teachings and weird indoctrinations. Now, going through scripture is good. And I know Yahweh told me to make this podcast. Um, and I've seen the fruit of it. I'm not perfect. Feel free to rebuke me, help me, encourage me, wash my feet, help me out. Some people come to me with Judaism stuff. Right away, Yahweh says, reject that rebuke. I mean, I pray about everything. Take it to the Father. But there's some things people bring to me that are just so outlandish. I just, it's crazy. So it's not that I disregard it and, and, and think I'm better. It's that the Holy Spirit immediately says this is, and he shows me the verses where it's contradictory. And, and then he just, you know, I have to just disagree. I can't just, just because you come to me, my point is I'm not just going to agree with everything. <laughs> you know, I have to go with what Yahweh shows me. But it is still good to come. And sometimes I can rationalize through things with people and talk about it. Um, and sometimes not, but either way, just know that I do appreciate you taking the time. I love you. Have a blessed day. And sorry for the few ramblings in there, but my mind was trying to think of something and process it. And then I, um, then Yahweh would be like, no, don't share that. <laughs> don't go there right now. So I had to turn around. Love you guys. Have a blessed day.